The year is 2225, and the end of the universe is nigh. Welcome to the Junket Podcast. The Junket Podcast is an actual play and really gay TTRPG adventure currently running the Maelstrom campaign, a science fiction take on Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition featuring spaceships, space aliens, and a whole bunch of space gays. Follow a found family of misfits and miscreants on a cosmic caper that features science and magic, love, loss, and a whole lot of laughter. Who knows, maybe they'll even save the universe or something along the way. Did that tickle your fancy? If it did, new episodes launch every other Thursday at 5pm GMT on all major and minor podcasting platforms. See you soon in the Maelstrom Galaxy. Hey, I'm Dre Silvertooth, and I'm a GM. You should absolutely come listen to our podcast, because I have the best heroes. They're hunting curses for the Queen of Vire, and it's it's going great. I got five hit points. I have a plan. Is it to write my eulogy? They make really good choices. Oh God, why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) It's all according to plan. Textbook success. She did fall 45 feet in full armor, though. Well. Fine. They are bad heroes. I have four very bad heroes on my podcast. But they are hilarious. Come check us out at badheroescast.com or find bad heroes wherever you get your podcasts. I haven't been playing my bard correctly, so now I am going to. (laughs) Hold up. You mean trying to summon an electric guitar so that you can use the auxiliary cord was not doing it correctly? Oh, no, that was definitely correct. (laughs) Hey, it's Dennis, editor and GM of Control Group. Let's give it up for our ads. And let's throw in one of our own. And I know what you must be thinking. Dennis, I'm already listening to the episode. Aren't I doing enough? And truly you are. But if you wanted to go the extra step, why not follow us on Twitter at CTRL Group Pod. There we post a lot of information, character portraits, and little promos to the episode so you can get a cute little sneak peek to get you excited before you listen. You can also go ahead and jump on to the Be Gay Roll Dice Discord server. There we have our own little special place where you can come and talk to us about episodes and episode ideas and systems. Do you have a system you want us to test? Go over to our Patreon. We have a special $5 dev tier where once you pledge to that, we'll go ahead take a look at your system, give you a nice little preview, and then somewhere down the line, we're going to go ahead and give your system a try. And if you don't have a system to test, you can also join our Patreon for as low as a dollar. There, you can go ahead and get access to special tests that we put behind a paywall, because they're probably too stupid to go on the main feed. Also, it's tried and true, but smash that like and subscribe button below. If you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars or however many you think is appropriate. Anyway, if you have the spoons to do this, go ahead. We really appreciate the support. We want to thank you nevertheless just for listening to our podcast. Enjoy the episode.
evening variables and welcome to the finale of Gardens of Glass. I am Sarah, your GM for this season, and we are playing the Petticoats and Proposals system by Sarah Williams. With me, I have some players and some characters. Hey, I'm Marcus, and I'm playing Princess Rosalina Cunningham. I'm Nick, and I'm playing Baxter Satellus. And I'm Dennis, and I am playing Henri de Masai. Alright, when we last left you three, you all had realized that at the friend of your hostess, uh, Lady Wintrose, her friend Duchess Thornbell, was not someone to be trifled with and definitely not on your side. As she leveraged leveraged your secrets and actions over the past couple of weeks over your heads in an attempt to get you to either leave the Gardens of Glass entirely or to abandon your pursuit of anyone that she deemed unworthy. But she didn't know how petty we were. (laughs) (laughs) And so later that night, with the help of Colonel Henry Ashford, you all got together to essentially bring forward what you knew and to create a game plan in order to thwart her ambitions. And with that, we will go into the next day, the day of the autumnal ball. The air is starting to feel a little more crisp. The sun is starting to rise a little bit earlier. And Rosalina, you wake, you wake up still thinking about the conversation you had with Duchess Thornbell the day before. She offered you information on your true father if you essentially cut off all contact with Phoebe, who had been your dearest and closest friend in your time at boarding school. What would you like to do to start your day, knowing what you do now? When is the ball? The ball The ball is tonight. It's tonight? Okay. I want to wear my dress again. <laughs> the one that got fucked up? Yes. <laughs> but it's repaired. Yes. Okay. Yes, the one that the one that got screwed up but has been repaired. Uh, over dinner last night, you were pulled aside by Miss Jane Woodbridge there as the guest of Lord Sebastian, where she brought you your dress. And not only has it been repaired, it has been improved. Damn. Wow. There's something nice about the image of the... Uh... Battle damage, Rosalina. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how she repaired that, and how I destroyed it so badly on the first day I'd ever. <laughs> she given it to me, but I want to. I'm sure that I apologized profusely because <laughs> I can't believe she was able to fix it. <laughs> Once I put it on, I want to go out and look for Baxter. All right, Baxter, you wake up remembering everything that had happened. Duchess Thornbell cornering you, asking that you break Rowan's heart, who you have very deeply come to care for. Am I correct? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to skirt around it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, but, <laughs> so, so Baxter, like, had this conversation, like, went, went to Rowan, had this conversation, yep. went, had this conversation with, like, the group but the plan for the balls. But, like, all of his stuff is still, like, packed up, right? And the driver's still waiting uh, <laughs> for him to leave, right? <laughs> so. Oh, yes, you you did say that you would leave. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that just imme- immediately gonna just, like, go find Rowan. He doesn't want to be alone anymore. <laughs> okay. As he sits in the stark sunlight. <laughs> yep, as you open the door to your chambers, you, you've you learned the layout of the house well enough, and you are walking solely on determination, where, as you cross to sort of ascend to another level of the house, you see at the end of the hallway, Rosalina. Ooh, I want to be in my beautiful blue dress and also a big blue hood where you can't see my face in the shadow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Are you an assassin? (laughs) (laughs) Where in some of the places where the tears were, they have been replaced by beautiful beaded embroidery. Just a beautiful riding coat because I really should have been wearing a coat the other night in the rain and I wasn't. Yes, you should have. So I'm going to be wearing a coat. You're lucky I didn't make you sick. But anyways, <laughs> that's what God says to me every morning. <laughs> I'll say, um... <laughs> we could have we gone the Pride and Prejudice route. Kept you at Netherfield for days! <laughs> Off on more business. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> no, I, I don't, um... Don't know, uh, I don't have much business to attend to at all, really. Um, I was just going to see if Rowan was up. You look lovely, Rosalina. And is that your dress from the other night? It suits you. Uh, Max will like, turn to leave. I hope you're not planning on leaving now. You've got plans to complete. Duchess Thornbell. Baxter will, like, look at her and sort of, like, half bow and say, Where would I go? <laughs> and then he'll, as he's walking away, he'll turn say, My place is here. It's my family. And Sarah tries not to cry on her side of the screen. <laughs> 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 Alright, so, after that, Baxter, you continue along. And you do see the closed door to Rowan's chambers. Um, he sort of, like, hesitates on the door, like, with a raised hand. And he, like, sees, looks at his hand and sees that it's sweating, and, like, wipes it off in his shoe. Then he'll do, like, a, a terse. You hear a kind of a muffled noise on the other side, as you kind of get the idea that you might have caught Rowan unawares. <laughs> But they make it to the door, but they do look a little disheveled. Extra <laughs> will sort of look at them. Their hair is loose. Their their vest is just kind of hanging open. <laughs> hanging open over their shirt. <laughs> it just occurred to me that I've never seen you like this so early in the morning. <laughs> oh, uh, not sure if I should be the one apologizing, seeing as how you were the one who came unannounced, but I don't mind, since it's you. <laughs> what are you... Do you, do you have plans <laughs> this morning? <laughs> I am. Um, I'm sitting in my room, realizing that I, I, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> you up? <laughs> I. <laughs> I know that we're all anxious for this evening, but perhaps you and I could enjoy the garden before then. I. I think I would like that very much. If you, if you would like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan kind of laughs a little at that. Just give me a few minutes. As they kind of indicate the fact that they still need to finish getting yeah. ready for the day. You can have all the time in the world. Rowan smiles at that and they close the door. Uh, a few minutes later, they are back to their put-together self there. Uh, long blonde hair is pulled back into a very sensible ponytail. Um, they've 
managed to find a very nice-looking coat. Shall we go? Perhaps we'll see James. I, I haven't seen him since the whole affair. I trust that he's Annabelle and him are keeping the a low profile, as it were. I'm, I'm glad to hear he's well. You and Rowan walk out of the Sycamore guest house and walk along the path that you've come to know very well to the actual gardens of glass themselves, the great big greenhouse where you, Baxter, first investigated on your first day here. You see that the pane of glass that had been broken has been replaced, and you can see through the glass, you do see uh, the gardener, James Benson, uh, moving around some of the uh, not-rooted-in-place plants in attempts to sort of bring more seasonal specimens to a more visible location. Does James know everything that went down? <laughs> like, I don't think he was around <laughs> for that. No, you may need... <laughs> to find out what he knows, you may, should, I don't know, talk to him. Is he conscious? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think Baxter sort of looks at the garden and does like a hearty sign. It's like, it's almost as if nothing has happened. I, I agree. They've certainly... But they've certainly managed to fix the greenhouse faster than I thought. If only it was so easy for me. <laughs> and he sort of walks away wearily and waves to James. James actually kind of gives a, like, kind of like waves you to come inside the greenhouse. Because <laughs> you guys didn't actually go in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Baxter will open the, the door and hold the door open for Rowan. Rowan goes in and begins walking around looking at the flowers. James spots you. Ah! Baxter! James. Again, I wanted to thank you and your family and... Oh, there's, there's no need for all that, James. It's, it's perfectly all right, as I've said. You, you must be quite busy paying for the ball. As soon as I'm done here, I'm to make sure that all of the flowers in the big house are ready to receive the excited eyes of anyone who comes in. But right now, first priority is... Getting the greenhouse ready for Paul. Lady Winchester's orders. What were those poisonous flowers? <laughs> Belladonna's. Belladonna's? Yeah. Belladonna's. Be petty as fuck for us to, like, deliver Belladonna <laughs> to Thornbill, like, at her table. <laughs> that would be great. That'd be great, yeah, right? I want to raise it. Is there... Is there anything I can do for you here? I still... I still feel like I need to make this up to you. James, I wouldn't ask anything from you. Sometimes in life, it is people deserve reward without payment, without prejudice, only for the quality of their character. For you are a good man and a good father. But. <laughs> but. There is something you could do for me. <laughs> and what would that be? You see, um. How to put this, uh, Rowan? <laughs> uh, Rowan, Rowan turns around after uh, kind of looking over. Uh, just brought in holly bush. Uh, yes. <laughs> just trying to elucidate James' uh, uh, predicament. <laughs> you kind of see Rowan put it together in the head. Oh, Mister Benson, I believe I may know who told. General Ashford where to find you. She has been 
manipulating things around all of us. And threatens to do even more harm than has already been done. So, there is um, a game afoot. <laughs> that I wouldn't have you put part of, James. I wouldn't ask you of that, but perhaps if you... <laughs> Wanted to um, aid in our uh, <laughs> endeavor in some way, bite back as it were. You wouldn't happen to have any um, belladonnas in this last garden, would you? <laughs> we do. Now, wouldn't it be a shame <laughs> if those ended up on Lady Thornbell's table at the ball tonight? <laughs> uh, James gives you a look. Uh, gives Rowan a look. I think it would. It, it would be a shame. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> certainly would be a shame, and it certainly would be a shame if I were to say that the particular kind of belladonnas we have here have started invading the enclosures of the other flowers and needed to be uprooted. That's quite poetic, James. <laughs> uh, you see James pick up a spade from sort of a nearby, nearby kind of like work table. And he goes over and he uproots that. Ah, uh, Annabelle, darling, could you bring me one of those flower pots? And you see where Annabelle has been kind of hiding amongst uh, some of the older summer plants, kind of comes out with a flower pot. And James gives you some potted belladonnas. <laughs> you, like a little item. Charm. Add to inventory. <laughs> <laughs> you received the belladonnas. Add, add it to your inventory. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, James. I, I suppose I could carry these. I was really hoping that they would just be put on the table. <laughs> Later. Don't make him do it. He's going to get fired. You're right, you're right. <laughs> I, uh, I know just what to do with you. <laughs> and Baxter, Annabelle kind of tugs on your coat. Can I show you something? Of course, Miss Annabelle. Anything for you. She kind of brings you over to some very to uh, some very nice-looking daffodils, and she kind of points at something kind of hanging off. Like a little oblong, papery thing that looks like it's been broken. That was a caterpillar three weeks ago. And now it's turned into sludge. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, the cocoon broke. Oh. That means there's a butterfly somewhere around here. Oh, so a a caterpillar becomes a butterfly? Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Thank you. Papa taught me that. (laughs) A lady read it to me from one of her books. A lady? (laughs) The lady. Ah. This conversation, yeah, for, for me and for Baxter, I think her mentioning that makes me think, like, maybe we should get Lady Wintrose involved in our plans. She should be aware of it, right? That'd be nice. <laughs> or should we just do this and hope that she's cool? <laughs> I mean, I, we're doing this for her, <laughs> essentially. It has been brought up before that Lady Wintrose does enjoy having you guys here. Yeah. Here, and she treats the estate and everyone who works on it very well. Yeah, I think Dax just sort of look up from Annabelle with a thought in his mind, turn to Rowan and say, I think I better pay Lady Wintress a visit. Do you want to accompany me? Or? Of course. I should probably make sure that Phoebe isn't beside herself with worry over the ball. You're right. Things should appear normal, after all, right? Of course, at the very least. My mother is very good at. Sensing when things are amiss. To that point, I I don't think it would be proper for me to come collect you later. I'm supposed to be gone, after all. So I'll see you at the ball. And I'll see you. Baxter sort of, like, turns, but then he's like, I don't... And then he, like, reaches out his hand. <laughs> Rowan, Rowan, Rowan takes your hand and 
gives it a reassuring squeeze. Okay. Good. Good, good, good. That's essentially first base. <laughs> <laughs> and Henri, you have been up for a little while, kind of walking around, thinking about what Duchess Thornbell had told you and how you gave Perdita that letter. How are you feeling right now in the morning leading up to the ball? Doing great. Having a croissant. <laughs> Whistling the Andy Griffith TV show theme song. <laughs> that won't come out for centuries. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but having a ball. I think Henri feels very confident in our plan um, and needs it to excel or he's going to jail forever so in a very unbrooding thing he's, he's trying to look on the or they're trying to look on the bright side okay and you've been staying in the same house as uh colonel henry henry ashford and whatever glimpses you've caught of him kind of roaming the halls uh he's had a very kind of steel look on his face but it also looks like he's been thinking very, very hard about how he can finally manage to make himself appealing to Nanette. Okay, so what is your plan? I've told you before about my brother, correct? We. Oui. He's managed to drive our family's name and fortunes into the ground. But, after all, as they say, once you have hit the bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. Mm-hmm. So what I would essentially be offering is a chance for Nanette to create an entire noble house... In her own image. She thinks that Duchess Thornbell will be her ally, but she should know that that kind of alliance has a set of strictness that she's never seemed fond of before. So perhaps by offering her freedom to enact, to plan as she wishes, that might be enough. Henry, I say this without a shred of disrespect, (laughs) but that is... The first competent thing <laughs> in my personal presence. I am <laughs> shell shocked by how brilliant your plan is. Henry looks genuinely touched by that. <laughs> well, uh, while you're making your play, we will try our best to discredit Duchess Thornbell in any way we can. If she has all this power here in the Gardens of Glass, then. We must tamper with the power structure. And then if everything goes well, then maybe we can all have a happy ending. And then I'll brutally look out the window. And Henry kind of thinks for a bit. Well, I've been thinking a lot and planning a lot. I think that there might be someone who may be able to help us in our taking down the Duchess. But I don't think that it's something that I would be able to do on my own. Nanette will not want to hear anything from me against Duchess Thornbell. It's obvious by now that she thinks that she will be engaged to Rowan. And she thinks I will Rowan Thornbell. But from what we know, that may never happen. It's most likely never going to happen. But she'll refuse to hear it from me. I'm trying to pursue her myself. She might need to hear that from you. I believe I can offer you up as a tasty treat. Excellent. Somebody use dumb words to explain to Nick what the plan is. <laughs> well, what are we doing? Uh, Henri has to convince Henry. The, 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 plan is, the plan is to completely obliterate any, like, to make Danette no longer believe in the fantasy that she could marry Rowan, because Dutch Thornbell was never going to allow that. <laughs> okay. 
but Rowan doesn't want to marry. Right. Nanette. <laughs> <laughs> Using Nanette's vindictiveness for good. This is just because uh, Henri really needs Henry to marry Nanette. We're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. This is my plan. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I must say that it has been an honor spending time with you. And hopefully, I like to think that I may one day have the honor of calling myself your friend. But that may be far off. Thank you for everything. You glory it. And he gives you a very respectful bow and leaves. As Henri breathlessly mutters, a friend? <laughs> yeah, those are things you can have. <laughs> and then out the window, you see Nanette looking very, very, more smug than usual approaching the house. More smug than usual. What a weird way to describe someone. <laughs> <laughs> I will go and meet her at the door. Hello, Gloria. My dear Nanette, how are you faring? Quite wonderful, I believe our, our agreement is nearing its end, you see. Turns out I didn't need your help at all. I have a match, as it seems. Oh, with who? Well, I've got very good friends with Duchess Thornbell, and she said that due to my proper stock and excellent manners... I was the only person worthy of being engaged to her child, the Honorable Rowan Thornbell. I'm going to be a duchess. <laughs> Henri will feign shock. Oh, Nanette, I am so happy for you. However, oh, what was it that I heard this morning? Oh, yes, did they not, did they not tell you, Nanette? Tell me what? That Baxter Saintless made his intentions clear for Duke Laureate uh, Thornbell this very morn. <laughs> He's still here. They haven't ran him out, out of the estate yet after what he did. There's no way the Duchess would let at a Rowan marry a commoner. I want to roll. Are you going to fight in a net? To do what? <laughs> Keep my composure as I... Continue lie out of my ass. <laughs> Alright, roll to keep your composure. Uh, I got an eight. Okay. Seven and nine, you do well enough, but GM will do one of the following. Force you to make a hard choice, give you success to cost, someone will misinterpret your actions. I'm going to have someone misinterpret your actions. Oh no! <laughs> Look, I, I know you think that he was your friend, but he's not with anybody's time with all the lying... All you need did, and his cowardice of running away, pretending to be someone who's dead. You need to get your head out of the clouds, Henri. Get a job, Henri. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, alas, Nanette, you caught me in a fib. I have to <laughs> apologize. I... Both Henri and Dennis are struggling to get out the next part. I told this facetious lie merely because I am jealous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. Uh, you you kind of study Nanette's, Nanette's face. She's taking the bait. You've hooked her in now. <laughs> I... After all this time that we have been together ever since the war, I have grown fond of you and... 
I know I am nothing, and I know there are better options out there. Much like I have also just heard this morning about Colonel Ashford. And then, on real, dramatically look away. What? What about Colonel Ashford? Oh, it's... It matters not to you now. I, you have your heart actually set on the Duke Lariat. Uh, d- tell me anyway. I, a Duchess should remain informed at all times. That's what Duchess Thornbell told me. Oh, you're so correct, but Colonel Ashford is seemingly making a name for himself outside of his family. If he could only find love tonight at the ball, whoever that would be would be able to carve their own name. Into I society. <laughs> Covenant a name for yourself. Well, uh, you you see kind of the conflict in the net. People would know my name, not that's just Thornbell's name. It would be such a tragedy for you to be left out of the annals of history. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Roll to convince someone. <laughs> oh, God. Let's go, control group branded dice. Uh, what stat is that? I rolled uh, snake eyes before we started, so. <laughs> That's a 12, then. Damn! Woo! She falls for it, hook, line, and sinker. I, in that case, I need to have a word with the Duchess. I believe I might have acted a little rashly, but as I, either way, will be married soon, our agreement is at an end. As of this morning, you are free to do as you wish. Henri puts his his hands to his face to cuff them and block them, and it sounds like he is like they are crying, but they're just laughing and crying <laughs> tears of joy. <laughs> 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 Don't be sad. Don't be sad. I I know you will miss my company, but we must must both be strong. Good luck! And she just leaves. As Henri pulls his face out of his hands, he just watches her with a with a sick smile. Alright. You're a free man. What next? Damn. <laughs> it's ball time, I feel like. It's time to ball. Yep. Let's Wait, ball. I want to talk to Lady Wintrow. <laughs> I want to talk to Phoebe. Okay, yes. I'm going to let oh, back I to that. I thought you were saying so. like, you were balling like you were going to talk to <laughs> Perdita, but okay. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so, we are going to skip forward a little bit in the day to around early evening, right before the ball is set to begin. Baxter. I, I, I guess I'm going to her quarters? Or <laughs> Yep, you and all of your formal finery approach the chambers of Lady Wintrose. Is Perdita there? <laughs> Perdita, you find out pretty quickly that Perdita has been given the night off to enjoy the ball for herself. That's the text bubble that comes up. <laughs> Perdita should be here. <laughs> from, from, the, from, the, from, the, from the nameless, faceless servants who know absolutely everything that happens uh, at thank all you. times. I didn't ask. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> We like to gossip in our free time. It's a bad habit, we know, but it's fun. You're at work. This is your free time. <laughs> Baxter will uh, knock uh, really delicately on Lady Wintrose's door. It's unlocked. Baxter peeks his head in and 
steps through the door, closing it lightly behind him. You enter the door and you see uh, Lady Wintrose kind of pulling on her gloves for the ball. She looks very stately, very much the image of a of a almost kind of world-wearied noblewoman. Oh, Prince Baxter. Lovely to see you. As it is you, um, Lady Winteress. Um, I, I think Baxter will, like, look at her and sort of, like, confused. <laughs> is there anything I can do for you? Yes, I... I think... Is there, can I, like, roll? Because, like, does she, does she not know what happened, like, <laughs> recently? I feel like she's aware of everything, you know? I'm going to have you roll to study a situation. Okay. Eight. Eight. So you can ask one of the following. What is happening here? What can be used for my benefit? What is the history of the place? What is being hidden from me? And how could this situation turn out? I guess I want to... I guess how could this situation turn out? Um, how could this situation turn out? Because, like, I'm fine with playing this game of, like, not... Like, we just pretend, like, we don't know that, like, some yeah. shit's about to go uh, down. Right. <laughs> From from what you know, Lady Wintrose has been nothing but kind yeah. to you, but you also know that she also is very close with all three of her children who may or may not have told her something. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to say, um, I've, it's just such a lovely question. If this is something you could do for me. I think it's said too often in our high society, but I think you really mean it. And the truth is, is that I would like to do something for you very much, even though I, I don't deserve your kindness. And I feel like I don't. Do you know why I send out the invitations before the ball, as I do? Uh, no. It allows me to meet new people. It allows me to meet all sorts of interesting, wonderful people. And though I may have sent an invitation to Prince Bax de saint I got to meet you instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think... Baxter will, like, literally tear up. <laughs> <laughs> and for that, I'm most grateful. It wasn't all a lie, you know. I, Baxter spoke very highly of you. He told me so many wonderful things about the world in which he was from. So much that I imagined and daydreamed myself being in it one day. And I think that you are exactly as I imagined, which is why I should very much like you to keep living in this fantasy exactly as you are without worry without concern, without debt hanging over your head without a so-called friend who reminds me where I stand all the while casting longing jealous glances at my husband that's awfully specific but but yes (laughs) (laughs) so I may not, things may not be as they seem here at the Gardens of Glass, but I would still very much, I still very much respect you, and I'd like to ask your permission to do something about it. (laughs) Knowing full well that I'll probably do something anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling you might, and feel as though I should have made this clear from the start. Whatever I may feel about Beatrice Thorn, my husband and I loved those two children as though they were our own. That's why I put up with it. Ivy and Alexander had friends. Sebastian smiled. Sebastian was able to leave the house and 
find true love, all because of Roman and Phoebe. And so I decided that that was worth the venomous words, the insinuations, and precarious position. But if you believe that you can do something, I'll help you however I can. I don't want her to have my house. <laughs> I very much do not want her to have my house. How else would I invite you to another ball? Baxter, but very much appreciate the invitation. And he'll take a step out towards the door and then and say, uh, it's a funny thing, love, isn't it? Certainly is. And I wish you well. Baxter will close the door. <laughs> and rush out to, uh, to the ball, I guess, if it's starting soon. Yes! Yes. As the, as the scene shifts, we come to the ballroom of the main house, which is radiantly lit up. There are beautiful, beautiful flowers in all colors decorating the room. Made small orchestras playing music while people are running around trying to fill their dance cards. Everybody roll a straight d6 for me, just so that I can get an order of who shows up first. One. Five. Three. Baxter. First. Damn it! <laughs> How do you enter the ball? And everybody remember your ball moves. Oh, shit. That might be safe against Duchess Thorndall, then, because I think mine pertains to not taking classes damage. Um, at, at balls, uh, class effectiveness is not a thing. <laughs> I guess my ball doesn't really apply anymore. <laughs> but, nope. uh, okay, alright, but Baxter is, like, not supposed to be here. Um, so <laughs> I think that he's going to try to enter as sneakily as possible. Uh, because, like, the ball is happening in, like, in, in a ballroom, I'm assuming, right? Like, a, like inside the house, I guess. Like, yes, in a great, big, fancy ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have it in the gardens? I don't know. I don't know what's more cinematic. <laughs> Fucking, um, I think, because is it, is it like a traditional ball where there's like somebody like announcing people, uh, <laughs> or like... Yes. <laughs> the last, th- the last thing you hear kind of as you're trying to sneak in, you hear, announcing the Honorable Rowan Thornbell and Duchess Beatrice Thornbell. <laughs> as you see, Rowan, Rowan walk in behind their mother. You see Rowan wearing a very, very long coat that could, that sort of kind of looks like a gown, but not quite in a very, in a very nice gold. While you see Duchess Thornbell in her signature red uh, hair piled atop her head with gems and feathers looking very ostentatious. I think, can Baxter enter behind them? (laughs) Roll to keep your co- roll to keep your composure if you're trying to look like you belong. Yeah, I don't know what the move is here. Like, do I blend in, or yeah. do I enter? And, and I'm like, I'm here. What's up? What's good? Take your space. I think like I need to take space, up my Nick. space. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll do like a so book. for that, yeah, keep your composure. Hey, looks like a good one to be. Nine. Nine. Uh. I will force you to make a hard choice, give you success to cost, or someone will misinterpret your actions. You make it all the way through, but on your way in, the servant doing the announcing kind of grabs you by the shoulder. Please wait your turn, sir. <laughs> okay. I have to properly announce you. Uh, I'm back, I'm back. I, 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 please don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, take your space. Okay. You're right, you're right, I gotta take my space. Um, <clears throat> please, you don't have to if you don't want to, but, um, yes, it, it is Baxter St. <laughs> uh, title? Uh, Lord. <laughs> Prince. <laughs> For, oh, my apologies. Yeah, it's, 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 it's fine. It's, it's, it's <laughs> the entire ballroom here is announcing Prince Baxter Sanctus. Damn it. <laughs> Everyone is looking at All you. Right, <laughs> Baxter, for the first time in, in days, is going to try and, like, rouse himself to, like, look like Prince Baxter Satan. He's gonna, like, straighten his posture, wear a smug smirk on his face, and look directly at Duchess Thornbell, who I assume is still walking down the steps. Yep, but she does hear your announcement and turn around. Good. And it is staring daggers into you. And then Baxter will, like, take a few steps down the, the stairs, not trying to have a full-on conversation with her, but just say in passing. Yeah. I decided to stick around. The weather didn't look uh, favorable. <laughs> As you pass by, uh, Judge Thornbell is still scowling at you, but you do catch Rowan try to hide a <laughs> smile. Henri, how will you be entering the ball? You haven't seen per- you haven't seen Perdita all day. Hell yeah! Yeah! Hell yeah! That's a lot. <laughs> Henri comes in. Uh, Jerry curls like a perfect amount of moist. Even like the, the mustache has a little glisten to it. Comes in and he still has the usual like white vestments that are his underclothes, but over this he has like a very nice fancy purple coat that he wears much in the way he's been wearing his old general's coat throughout this entire campaign. But yeah, it j- they just like walk in composed, enjoying the room. They're having the time of their life today. And then, like, halfway through the stairs and, like, the announcements, they'll just stop and wait and hope it's well-timed. You hear, uh, and you kind of look out across the room, you see Baxter kind of walking around, just doing his best attempt at preening. And you... You're you're watching Lady Wintrose. You're waiting to see what she does. And then you hear, announcing, Lady Perdita Fontaine! And before you turn around, you see Lady Wintrose's face light up. (laughs) I give her, like, the most coy, like, "Uh uh-oh, like, (laughs) hand to mouth, like, oh, how did this happen? (laughs) Yeah, Lady Wintrose is very excited. Duchess Thornbell looks mortified. As uh, walking up next to you is Perdita in the most beautiful maroon gown you have ever seen. I'll extend my hand when she's like a couple stairs above me. So like when our fingertips meet, we slowly like ascend to the same step together. And you do that. You take her gloved hand in yours. (laughs) I'm not quite used to all this lady stuff. (laughs) We'll navigate this all together. (laughs) <laughs> this is pretty just coming out ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She rich. <laughs> yep. Alright. Shall we go? We shall. And the two of you walk down the stairs, hand in hand. And lastly, Rosalina, how would you like to enter the ball? Every time you've tried to talk to talk to anyone, they've just kind of been very busy, so much so that you haven't you haven't seen Ivy or Phoebe. I'll enter. And just walk past the 
Guy with a bugle. (laughs) (laughs) Guy with a bugle. (laughs) Uh, Announcing Princess Rosalina Cunningham! (laughs) Extra applause. (laughs) Even though it's very inappropriate to do so. Rosalina, you hear behind you. Wait! Rosalina! As you see Phoebe. Phoebe. I thought we were supposed to go in together. Missed you all day. Where have you been? Trying to get ready and hiding from my aunt. Tried to make me wear red. Terrible and red. <laughs> That's alright. You look, you look, you look beautiful. Can I speak to you for a moment? And I'll take her back outside. <laughs> uh, you see her kind of quickly, like, her hands are kind of balled up into fists her side, like, kind of like scrunching up the petal pink fabric of her gown. And as you rush outside, oh, uh, I'm sorry. No, uh, I'm sorry. I, Phoebe, I, I've been trying to find you because I, I want you to apologize. What for? I've been wrapped up in so much for these last several days. I, you know, I, I attacked Henry Ashford. Did you put a sword on Yes, and I attacked, and, and I challenged my cousin to a duel. <gasps> Did you win? No. <laughs> That's right, bitch. <laughs> I just, I suppose I realized that my mother was right. She told me I was prickly. <laughs> and I, I betrayed your trust. You told me everything that had happened with the Windroses, and you told me what you confessed. And I, and you, you made me promise not to tell anyone, and, and yet I broke that promise. I told Rowan, and I, I needed to know what had occurred, and I kept on prying, and I... Rose, Rosalina, I can never be mad at you. And she kind of kicks your foot with hers a little bit. <laughs> Never been mad at you. I suppose I... Well, I I also left you alone during the thunderstorm. <laughs> <laughs> that was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you did do that, but... No, I... I was worried. I wasn't mad, but I was worried. Didn't want you... I didn't want got you to get hurt or get sick. I, but... You're all right now, and I suppose there's no use stewing on it. Don't want to make my face all scrunchy like my aunt's. <laughs> I suppose I just gotten uh, all wrapped up in all this social dalliances that I never knew how to do before. And, you know, I spent so long anxious around Rowan because I saw them as someone who I looked up to, an older sibling. And you said what you said about them. I, I couldn't contain myself and ask them why they would do it. I see what you've all gone through. What did they say? Well, what could they have said? It was your aunt, just as she's pressured you into so much. I suppose what I'm trying to say is that I always looked up to Rowan and thought of them as the person that I wanted to be one day and a family to me. But that's very different from how I viewed you. And I'm going to kiss her. Oh, shit! <gasps> oh! After you kind of break away, after a little bit of a breath, uh, Phoebe kisses oh. you back. This is nice. This is like, they could have been friends. Yeah. But like, we lovers too, maybe. But, you know, the readership's gonna yeah. be d- divided. But I think it's ultimately the right decision. <laughs> this is Nick. We're doing commentary for the podcast while we're doing this. <laughs> now, Phoebe. There are actually two commentators in the real world. <laughs> Talking over the plot of the game. It's like it that Bo Burnham shit. Oh gosh, is it, is it Brody? Is it Brody James Dio and Damian Lancaster <laughs> from from the NWL season? Go listen to that after this. 
Now, Phoebe, my cousin and I made a plan that we would... Well, we intend to ensure that Duchess Thornbell gets her just desserts. I hope that wouldn't... I hope that wouldn't hurt you at all. Oh. If... If that were to happen, uh, I know that I'd still have Rowan. And I'd still have you. I'll take your hand. I'd much rather have... Much rather have that than not who makes me wear dresses I don't like and tells me that my being nice to people and my wanting to do my poetry makes me weak and improper. I'd much rather have I'd much rather have you. And the two of you walk into the ball. <gasps> it's beautiful. <laughs> Poetic. We let you it's like poetry, it rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Oh, you know what? Wait, wait, wait. You know what? I would like to announce Phoebe as my true love for this session. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Be fucked if you chose someone else, though. The two of you descend the stairs. As Phoebe, you and Phoebe kind of pass the twins who are kind of off standing by a table, she excitedly shows Ivy that she is holding her hand. <laughs> <laughs> and Ivy gives a knowing nod to both of you. Alexander looks very confused. It's also that just nobody's talked to Alexander the entire game. It's always kind of stuck out of the loop. <laughs> we talked to him when we went hunting. <laughs> yeah, and at the in the town. <laughs> yep. I think I think I'll, I'll take this opportunity to talk to him. A Baxter will like up, will like glide up, and he'll like lean over to Alexander and he'll be like, "Maybe next bowl will be your time." <laughs> <laughs> you pathetic sod. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and he'll like reach out and Baxter like. He turn his hands to Rosalina and, and Phoebe and say, both look ever so lovely, as always. Rosalina looks at him for a moment and takes his, both of his hands in hers and says, Please don't Fredo kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you did. <laughs> Alright, uh. Benjamin. I think we have quite a lot to discuss, but there is something that I wanted to tell you. I've done the maths, and I believe, from my point of view, you spent quite a bit longer as my cousin than Baxter actually did. <laughs> after all, <laughs> after all, I simply didn't know my cousin enough to not to recognize when a completely different person returned from the war and took his place. Do so you think that if I knew my cousin well enough, I would have known? So I suppose it's clear that... <laughs> oh my gosh. Also, I just feel like we're supposed to be cousins. Do you feel me? <laughs> it's just so natural. Oh my god, is that what it is? It must be. <laughs> you go in for like a weird hug or like... Yeah, where we're like both kind of excited and everyone's like confused. Like, are they cousins or what? <laughs> No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think it's a warm embrace. Maybe, maybe the real autumnal ball was the found family yeah. we made along the way. Exactly! I think Bex will kind of like pull back and like look around and be like, Hey, uh, I know that we all came here for this ball, but uh, I also cannot believe that it's happening. <laughs> it's, it's really happening. <laughs> we, we made it. <laughs> and somehow, I made it all the way here with this dress, even though we've both been through hell. The dress is a metaphor. <laughs> That's me on commentary again. Okay, back to the action. 
I, I, and we me, look off. Me, me, Nick, is still confused as to what the actual fucking plan <laughs> Well, we look off into the distance at Duchess Thornbell as the camera p- zooms into her. <laughs> in, into her? Yes. Slaps her in the face. <laughs> it's like, it's like, we, we do some off Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I assume we just, like, all lock eyes from across the room and then nod. Yes. yes. Well, I, I want to say to Baxter, um, still... We've quite a lot to speak about, cousin. But for now, we've got a job to do. Yes, sir. May fortune favor us. <laughs> and we'll go up to uh, Henri. Uh, Henri, you are sitting off to the side with Perdita when you see Rosalina, Phoebe, and Baxter walk up to you. As naturally as possible, which is not naturally at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you enjoying the ball, <laughs> Henri? <laughs> I am. I am doing so. I've been trying, I've been really thinking about this, and I've been, like, plotting, like, what's the most brooding way to propose in a in a Austin-era <laughs> playthrough? So I'll, Have I'll, you not watched the 2005 Pride and Prejudice? You just have to walk through a field with your coat open at 5.30 <laughs> in the morning. Ah, uh, yes, I am enjoying this event with my fiancé. <laughs> And then I'll turn to Perdita, and when I see the shock on her face, I go, You are my fiancé, are you not? Yes, I I would love to be. So, Henri, you're engaged now, which gives you some benefits. We just see Henri, like, light up. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Floats in the sky. Oh. I ascend. All right, so... Since you are engaged to an NPC, twice per session you may add a plus two to any role you make, like if you are in the company of your fiancé, and all of your goodwill has been reset to normal. Your maximum goes back to what it originally was, and you are fully healed. Nice. Hell yes. You just watch as Henri gets super (laughs) swollen out of nowhere. (laughs) As there is no better social boost than an engagement. Oh my god, did that just happen? (laughs) (laughs) That that was the... Phoebe Phoebe kind of like does like that little tiny like clap. (laughs) Oh, uh, this is quite unexpected. Um, Congratulations (laughs) to to you both. I'm so happy for you both. (laughs) Thank you, my friends. But I believe there is another pressing matter we may attend to. Um, Foreboding social suicide we're about to attempt? (laughs) (laughs) I had had quite forgotten. (laughs) I will then turn around back to Perdita and offer my hand. Do you want to partake in helping liberate your former employer? Or you can sit down. Truly, it's whatever you want, my love. No, this, this should have happened a long time ago. Lady Wintrose deserves better than this. And she goes with you. Right, let's go fucking mob Duchess I forgot. What's the hardest shit they could be playing right now? <laughs> I, was just thinking, I was just thinking, like, what is. What fucking song can I add? I, I right totally now, forgot. So. I was Sabotage. supposed to. Um, I, I meant to heal Nick. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, can I get some of this? <laughs> so I had already I had already smoothed things over between us. I was planning on doing that so that I could use my yep. move, smooth things over to heal him, but. So in that case, Nick, heal half of your current maximum health. I guess while I'm taking Phoebe's hand in one hand and Benjamin's hand 
in the other. Cousin Benjamin's hand in the other. Yeah, I use my move. Yeah, so Nick, whatever your current maximum goodwill is, heal half of that. Uh, okay, just heal half of that. But I might, but my goodwill maximum yep. is still the same. You see Duchess Thornbell has is sort of kind of holding court in the back in the back of the ballroom on a bench. Uh sitting next to her is Rowan, very much kind of looking like a royal in distress. What are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> we just have to we have to prove we have to fucking Phoenix write her into admitting that she murdered her husband. So we just have to present the proof until she breaks. <laughs> Wait, what about the flowers? Did I break the flowers? <laughs> yes, uh, you do see that at the table next to the bench where she is sitting, you do see in a much nicer looking base now, you see perf- you see a group of perfectly arranged belladons. So we're just presenting a united front. <laughs> we get everyone's attention and then present our... Gift to our illustrious hostess, Lady Thornbill, our Duchess Thornbill, and we'll bring to her this bundle of flowers. Okay. Why don't we get everyone? <laughs> <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> All right, I will go back to the dude. Uh, with everyone in tow, I return to the dude who announces people at the front <laughs> door. <laughs> what is that guy called? There's like an official name for that. What is that? Either either a crier or a bellman. Bellman. The Bellman. Okay, Rosalina. And you get, you're the youth. You, you got the youth and the vitality to do this. And I'll whisper in his ear. Yeah, you're, you're you're in control of the situation right now. I'm cringing. <laughs> no, I mean I just wanted to. I feel like that's how they always do it. It's it's always like someone whispers in their ear and then they're like, "Attention, everyone!" Oh, okay, gotcha. Attention, everyone! It appears that Princess Rosalina Cunningham. Wishes to make a public statement of thanks <laughs> to her hostess. Quite enough, sir. <laughs> he just kind of gives you this, like, he's just, I'm just doing, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> I, I guess as, as all eyes are suddenly on me, I say, well, in fact, not only for me, but for my entire house. As I'll pull Baxter forward. Yeah. Yes, all of the esteemed guests of Wintro's estate. <laughs> We'd like to give thanks to those who chaperoned us and, and so graciously invited us into their lives. Henri. <laughs> I'll like, kind of look at Henri. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. Henri will step forward. <laughs> we're do- we're doing a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we saw no other way but to give thanks to one of the people who's been the most instrumental to our time here at the Gardens of Glass. So, we did some digging around, and we figured out your favorite flower. Yes, this is a figure who's not used to being so demonstrably in the spotlight, (laughs) but nonetheless deserves the treatment tonight. (laughs) Duchess Thornbell, if you would accept this gift, from all of us, and I'll pull forward the bundle of belladonnas. Slide it across the table like fucking blackjack cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. As Duchess Thornbell stands to accept, fucking dice ready. 
you all <laughs> feel as though the situation has become, shall we say, precarious. Did we get dark in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh. We should have saved before the boss fight. Oh, fuck, fuck. it's the Final Fantasy X some, music some, some again. Some of the candles blow out. Like, what? Is, was there a wind? <laughs> she starts floating <laughs> <breathing laughs> to on my daughter's ball. I much appreciate this gift. So fond of you to look into my likes and dislikes. I'm more than happy to accept a simple gift, but what can I expect from a simple liar, a simple fraud, and a simple... Disgraced, Duke Who's which? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Duchess Thornbell, we had no need to guess. You told me yourself the truth. That these belladonnas were your favorite flower. Or should I say, deadly nightshade. That sounds like a scathing observation. Yeah, Robert. Is it? Damn it. <laughs> insight. It's insight? Insight. Oh, I have that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I got a plus two. Wait, get engaged and get a plus two. I did, I got two. a plus two. Oh no, I did two sessions ago. I got a plus two forward and never used it. You, you always say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need it, you guys. <laughs> I got a seven. Alright, so a 7. Rank effectiveness is gone for the duration of the ball, so normally that 7 would do one flat harm, but since you are also at a ball, all harm is doubled. Nice. Oh. As the ball is a last place, you want to you want to be red for that. <laughs> and so Dutch Stormbow will take 2 harm. How knowledgeable. I do see you aren't wearing those ghastly blade earrings. Or would you have just preferred to bring a real blade But, you know. A ball such as this is hardly the place for underground fighting. But Rosalina, you are going to take one mark of that. <laughs> and not such a place for clever little remarks. What is it you said? That's just Thornbell. A disgraced Duke Laureate. A liar. A fraud. I wonder, if we were to respond in kind, what... Would we call you? <laughs> uh, uh, can I be my clever remark? <laughs> That's a yes. clever remark right there. That is a clever remark. Ruffles charm. I'm so ready to attack. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on. Oh, hell yeah. Twelve. All right, she's gonna take four. Huh? Oh man! Good fuck! Uh, you can you can see you can see the color kind of like rising to her face. I'll say it. I got nothing to lose, and she knows that. <laughs> <laughs> you think that you can come into my ball, into my world, steal away my air. Uh, uh, Cause you filthy commoners. Damn. Always grasping at the things you can't have. Have like the identities of dead men. Like all the men you killed in the war. Did you kill Baxter? Oh, you bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Take two harm. I've been sitting on that for a week. That's a rough one. <laughs> that hurts a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Henri, you said you were going to tag in. Oh, yes. As Henri's been pondering, 
during this exchange. Dead men. I've figured it out as he turns to the <laughs> oh, rest shit. of the team. The label we could give Duchess Thornbell. As he turns back to her with a cold, cold, emotionless expression. Murder. Damn! <laughs> what is that? Is that a... It's, it's, it, I, it's a rumor. <laughs> Insi- but... Okay, insidious, insidious rumor. Okay. And I want my wife to help me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you kind of hear that Perdita kind of steps in. Of course. It all makes sense. The Duke's illness. Ivy's accident. Damn, Perdita. That was the Duke's. Giving it all away. And and Ivy steps up. That was supposed to be Duke Thornbell's horse. I'm assuming there's a murmur through the crowd. (laughs) Yeah, 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 there's a murmur through the crowd. Not to mention the servant shifting at this person's calling people commoners. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the servants don't take too kindly to that. (laughs) Alright, so what was your roll? That plus it two. Is now a seven. Thank you, Perdita. <laughs> Alright. That's that's another two harm. Oh, but what you think you may have heard about my husband, of course. Who would believe you after all Ninette has done for me? Oh shit. <laughs> a trap card. <laughs> for the promise of a high station, she was Oh so willing to tell me everything about you. Must have been terrible spending all that time as a prisoner, isn't it? But what would be worse? The prison of your deceptions? The prison of being outcast when everyone finds out? Take one harm, Henri. Alright. Would you guys like to keep this going? Or? Absolutely. We're still going. Would, I'm going to step forward. Would you forward. dare try? I don't, even, I don't even know why I brought up trying to resolve. Peace was clearly never an option. We gotta, we gotta do it. We have to bring the fucking Phoenix Wright thing to a full head. We got a triple ejection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you see everyone. Objection! Oh, shit. It is more than a rumor. In fact, I learned it from Duchess Thornbell's lips herself. She sent Phoebe to Belladonna Academy. The very place that I met Phoebe as well. And during a conversation that we had several days ago, something struck me very strange. When she latched on so closely to these flowers, the Belladonnas, why would it be that she cared so much for them? Why would it be that she kept them at every estate? At her own estate? At the Gardens of Glass? Everywhere she goes, she plants them and would appear. Isn't that right, Phoebe? Phoebe, Phoebe gives a nod. These very flowers that Duchess Thornbell seems so covetous of are the exact source of the poison that killed her own husband. Escaping observation. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would cons- I would consider that an insidious rumor. If we... And then, oh, and then I'm going to... Uh, no, no, no. I want to... I think we have proof here, though. I think I want to turn it into um, a clever remark. I think we have proof here. I'll say... Okay. If we compare the poison found within the... Uh, do they have that kind of technology? Privacy investigation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, dude, we don't even have Sherlock Holmes. No, 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 no. No, I got it. I got it. There's also someone who hasn't weighed in on this who might know quite a bit. James. Wait, how would he know? He's one, he's one of a couple people. He, know, he knows things about plants. Yes. <laughs> if, we get, yeah. if we gather es- experts here in botany and poisons of the like, the very ones that killed Duke Thornbell, they'll be a perfect match to the exact 
Belladonna's growing at the Thornbell estate. I can assure you this. I can still see this rumor. <laughs> That's fine. I think we yeah. I think we have actual proof here, but I guess we'll still have to investigate it more. But it's um, enough that people as long as we turn people toward yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's enough that people would wonder about it. So, uh, insidious rumor. Destroying her way. socially right now. Yeah, absolutely fucking her up. <laughs> what is it? Wit? I don't think I'm very it's smart wit. either. All right. Rosalina, you're the smartest person I know. Thank you. But it would be great if I could use charm. <laughs> I have a plus four right now. Eight. All right. So that's another two harm. Damn. Uh, Duchess Thornbell looks livid. Bring me. You throw all this at my feet. Just to tell me facts about a flower I simply find beautiful. <laughs> How preposterous. After all, why, what motive would I have? Kill my own husband, the Duke. Why would I ever do that to my own husband? It would be preposterous if it weren't for the simple fact that Lady Wintrose can attest to, that all of the servants working here can attest to, of your oppressive force on this house, your jealous holding of the Wintrose estate under your grimy fingers. <laughs> uh, and, it, and it would be preposterous if not for the very thing that we're all gathered here tonight for, allegedly, which is love. And, and will you now so publicly deny who you loved, Duchess Thornbell? Did you not, in fact, love the late Lord Wintrose? Lord Wintrose is very much alive. <laughs> he he's just out of picture all wait. the time. <laughs> yep. Fuck! Who's who, who? Wait. So he's still alive, but he's but he. Her husband died. Yes. Yeah, Duke Thornville is dead. Lord Wintrose is still very much alive. <laughs> okay, but so she, but she is still in love with him, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see what you were getting at. Yes. Did you not? Do you? Do you not? In fact, love, Lord Wintrose. It's not not. The tangled web you've woven, woman! Now <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call that a scathing observation. Okay. <laughs> that was very scathing. That is an eight. Alright. Uh, Lord Wintrose was my husband's dear friend. Of, of course I loved him as anyone would love their friends. And at this point, Lady Wintrose stands up. Yeah! Ooh. <sighs> of course anyone would truly love their friends, Beatrice, but you could never let it go. Could never bring yourself to believe that my husband called off your own engagement because he fell in love with a common bookseller like me. Damn. And what did you have to show for it? A higher title, yes, but you brought your rage into my house around my children and you used your own child and niece as pawns in a game and all for what I believe what my guests have said here tonight and with that uh, whoever wants to make the next roll will gain a plus one because of Lady Wintrose's help like she is throwing her weight behind you guys <laughs> I, I mean, I'm next in the tag team. 
but I wasn't in in a lot of the plot-centric se- <laughs> secrets. Um, so Henri is going to be doing what they do best this episode and lying out of their ass. <laughs> yeah, clever he- remark. You're the clever remark guy. <laughs> you a sassy bitch. Whips into the purple coat and just pulls out a letter. It's folded. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes, bring the letters back. <laughs> we know how letters seem to go here and about here on this estate. And I have here a letter. Oh, no. <laughs> G- proving without a shadow of a doubt. Nice. <laughs> Duchess Thornbell's intentions. Oh, that's the most this insidious on- rumor of all time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's an insidious rumor because it is 100% on me for not making move that is just tell blatant lies. <laughs> I, I mean, I like it though. It's a nail in the coffin, you know? If, she, if she's truly, she's truly weakened, then she will fall for it. <laughs> right now, Duchess Thornbell looks hunted. Like, she she doesn't care like what she has to do now to, to, to get out of this. I don't think she's gonna make it out of this. Because <laughs> with modifiers, I rolled a 14. <laughs> Alright. And with that, Duchess Thornbell lunches at you. Give me that! Oh shit! Oh my god, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Here, fucking take it. It's a blank piece of paper. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Do you actually say that? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> <laughs> but this hunger for this letter only proves that one exists. This, this house was supposed to be mine. All of this was supposed to be mine. He asked me first. I was supposed to have everything. And she kind of like whips around towards Lady Winters. Decided to raise you up to my house, my position. I thought that by marrying up, I'd, I'd make him jealous and he'd see, see the mistake he made wasn't enough. And Lady Wintrow's just kind of stares down Duchess Thornbell, who is, like, breathing heavily, uh, eyes wild. Beatrice, I should have told you to do this a long time ago. By morning, I want you out of my house and away from my family. And Duchess Thornbell just looks stunned. We don't need your money. Um, I think Maxfield take a step forward and say, if my family had their way, guns of glass would belong to no one. And that is how it should be. Aside, of course, making exception, of course, for its benefactor, <laughs> Lady Wintrose. <laughs> and what are you suggesting, Prince Baxter? Suggesting that things go back, in part, to how they were. <laughs> that you, Duchess Thornbell, detestable as you are, may leave this estate and that Lady Wintrose be compensated by your absence. <laughs> or, or, or else certain things will be made public. <laughs> I understand. Rowan! We are leaving. And Rowan stands up and walks to you, Baxter. Baxter will uh, call over the, uh, the, the crier or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wave him over and whisper in his ear. I'd like to make an announcement. <laughs> and everyone in this room is already looking at you, Seth. Announce it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, 
Fine. I'm not playing with you right now. We I have a new <laughs> announcement from Prince Baxter Satanus. He just kind of just is fussing around with his jacket. <laughs> forgive me, forgive me. All I, 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 I wanted to break up the, the tension um, with something a, a little more upbeat. And Baxter will uh, kneel. Ah! <laughs> <gasps> uh, and he like looks up at Rowan and he says, "I." I don't actually have a ring. <laughs> but I promise I'll, I'll get you one. <laughs> I I don't need a ring. As uh, Rowan kind of puts their hands on both sides of your face, kind of like, like, kind of like helps lift you up and then kisses you in front of everybody <laughs> at the ball. Oh, I think Vax will like, l- l- save at the moment and then pull out. Pull back, pull back. Yeah, this is like the camera spinning around you two. Yeah, I'll pull, pull back and I'll say, so is that you? Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Can I pull out like a ring shaped like a, a scorpion or something? <laughs> something weird. <laughs> yes. Since this is the finale, yes. Thank you, cousins. It, it will do, I, I, I suppose. Isn't it lovely? I won't ask where you got this. <laughs> <laughs> give it, give it to Rowan, and then he'll he'll like chime to the to the crowd gathered, I guess, and be like, "They said yes, by the way." <laughs> <laughs> Duchess Thornbell screams and just starves out. I don't know why she should be so upset. I am a prince, after all. <laughs> <laughs> and Lady Winchester turns to all of you. Well, this is still my estate, I believe, and as lady of this house, I request that you all. Enjoy yourselves. The night is still young, and for those who have never been to one of my autumnal balls, well, you'll need to enjoy the time you have. There will certainly be a lot of it. As she kind of turns and leaves. As the music is, is playing and fading out, yeah. yep. we all have, you know, the group is dancing, synchronized. Mm-hmm. and Like they do, where like, it's like a big circle. Yep. Or it's like, it's like a holiday movie yeah. ending, yeah. and... And Baxter and and Rosalina smile at each other, and and um, Henri and Henry smile at each other, <laughs> and then everyone's trading smiles with each other, and then they go back to, the, and we are all trading partners, and then the last the last one I will the last little moment I will end is Nin, is uh, Henri uh, while you're trading on partners you are partnered off with Nanette for a little bit, and she just goes. I'd like to thank congratulations on the engagement. Seems we certainly both know good investments when we see them. As she goes back to Henry. Oh, cute. And then, and then, uh, the narrator who's been narrating this whole thing's voice changes, and and it, and it pans out, and you see the ghost of Baxter <laughs> in the ah! in the window, and then his soul ascends to heaven. <laughs> Finally fulfilling its purpose. He's, oh, he's, that's a way better ending than what I wrote. He's looking in through the window and just one solitary Ghost tear. <laughs> and that tear, the tear falls into the dirt itself and starts a whole new. Yes. <laughs> and then the Andy Griffith Show theme plays. I'm not even bother writing this. I shouldn't make you guys do it. That's way better. No, please continue. Continue. We're dancing, it's happy. <laughs> um, yep, you're dancing, and it's happy. And as as the camera kind of pans away out of the ballroom and out past the estate, 
And on that note, we end our session and our season. Thank you three very much for playing, and thank all of you for listening. Woo! It was so great, Sarah. Thank you. Yep, and un- unlike our unlike our happy dancing couples, go to sleep, variables. <laughs> the end. We send our thanks from the gardens of glass. We invite cordially invite you to the next autumnal ball. Finn. <laughs> <laughs>
No, no, I like I like the Final Fantasy idea. Let's do that. All right, it's, it's been Music suddenly changes to become much more epic sounding. There's an electric guitar out of nowhere. <laughs> I much appreciate. Nanette? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. They have some voices. <laughs> Nanette, get the fuck out of here! Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.